0: Welcome to the Girl Gang Craft Podcast, where we dive in deep to all things business, wellness, creativity, and activism for artists and entrepreneurs. We talk with impactful, female driven companies and founders for an inside look at the entrepreneurial experience, where you'll come away with tangible steps to elevate your business. Are you ready? I'm your host, Phoebe Sherman, founder of Girl Gang Craft, artist and designer and marketing obsessed. We're here to learn together how to expand our revenue, implement new organizational techniques, and cultivate best business practices as we work towards creating a life, doing what we love. Let's get started. Hey, hey, creatives, Phoebe here. We have an amazing episode today with our girl LaToya from Coco Centric. She is SF-based and she has been around the GGC sphere for a bit particularly. She was a big hit at our first and only Small Biz Summit in person in Oakland in 2019. I don't know what time it is anymore, y'all. How has it been, like, two years of the pandemic? Anyways, we will talk with her shortly, but I just wanted to give some personal updates. Since I haven't been doing solo episodes in a bit, they are coming. I have been at bandwidth. so interviews feel delightful they come a little bit easier to me I'm giving you a full transparency because that's what I do and we really have the hang of interviews here at GGC with the team implementing them and sending them to the editor and creating making them live etc cetera, etc cetera. anyways And we are, I guess, since we're, you know, on this wavelength of what's happening in our podcast world, we are continuing to do podcasts every other week. Again, that feels like a good cadence to us. It doesn't feel overwhelming. It matches, inserts nicely into all of the other infrastructure that we are doing with our craft fairs, with our classes, with our courses, with our membership, and all the other million things we're doing. So every other week for now. But let's see. So I wanted to give a little bit of an update. What's happening with me at the time of this recording? I am back from a long California trip and having our amazing Oakland Gog and craft. And it was lovely to be inside with you all again. Lovely energy, amazing artists. So thank you vendors for participating. Thank you attendees for visiting. And our next Oakland show is December 3rd. So just mark that on your calendar right now. I'm back here in New England about to start our first GGC here in Salem. So at the time of the recording, it's this week. But by the time you hear this all, it will have already passed. And I know it will be amazing. And it feels really good to be able to bring our GGC magic over here on the East Coast. And it feels really wonderful on a personal level to be welcomed with open arms here. So yeah, New England is... (laughs) sunshiny. We're finally here in the spring. It's a little bit hot, and I'm just looking forward to, you know, hanging around this summer. I have no travel plans, which is really exciting for me, and I'm just going to explore New England. So that's my little personal update. I want to talk a little bit about what's on the horizon for GGC. So right now, our Click membership is open. I'll talk about that in a little bit and how special and impactful it is for creatives to join together in community, I've personally gotten a lot out of this membership, so I'll talk about that in a second. So we have our Click membership coming up before the beginning of the summer, and then we have you know our fall events. So we have our Salem event that is going to be Small Business Saturday, so that's that November twenty sixth here in Salem, and then our Oakland show is December third, and so applications will open for both of those things in July. Plus, we will have our small business gift guide, our holiday-oriented directory of creatives where you can showcase your product in a shoppable website. So we will be sharing with the world. This is a great way to advertise your business and invest in visibility during the holiday season. I won't get like too into that right now, but just know that that's coming up in July as well. So keep an eye out for both the holiday directory signups and the events. And if you are not subscribed to our newsletter, now is a great time to join that. It's really the best way to stay in touch with what we're going on. Of course, we're super active on our Instagram and here as well on the podcast, but the newsletter is a really great way to stay in touch and to be notified of all of our artist opportunities. And then in the fall, we have our Reels course coming out, and we will talk about that later. But if you're feeling stuck with Reels and TikToks and video in general, our course is here to help you. And I'm really excited about offering this course because I've really sort of dove in the past year and year and a half, maybe even just a year into the video world. And I've learned tons and I enjoy it. I love it. So I'm here to share everything that I've learned with you all in that course. And you can keep an eye out for that coming in early fall, like September-ish. So I'll keep you in the loop about that. But for now, our click membership is open. So are you a maker, a small business owner, a healer, or a coach wanting to meet other creative entrepreneurs in your niche While you explore best business practices, registration for our Click membership is currently open, and we invite creatives from all backgrounds and experience levels to come cultivate community with your fellow solo entrepreneurs. Each month, members dive into a skill-building workshop led by me or an expert in our community targeting common growth opportunities like how to develop an on-point elevator pitch and how to master those tricky real transitions, as well as broader discussions on business wellness and work-life balance. Members also have access to digital templates and worksheets in a members-only chat room. Our newest members will also have access to all the quarter one, quarter two, 2022 workshops until July 5th. So the Click membership is $25 a month with the option to cancel anytime. But you can't join it anytime. We offer our membership signups twice a year. Okay, so it won't be available again until like January-ish. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to connect with and grow alongside like-minded entrepreneurs. Come flourish in community. Registration closes Tuesday, June 21st at 1159 PM Pacific Standard Time. Hope to see you in the click chat room. Hello, creatives. Welcome to Girl Gang Craft, the podcast. We have a special guest on today. We have LaToya McInnes of Coco Centric. So really excited to have her. She is a Bay Area native. She's been around the golf and craft community for a while. She has taken my branding class back when we were hosting them in person. She's been in level up and she's been in you know, so many of our craft fairs in person. So really excited to talk to LaToya today. Hello, LaToya. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Phoebe. I'm so happy to see your face again. Know it's been so long.
0: It's so nice to talk to you. Thank you. So you want to tell everyone about what you do?
1: Hi everyone, I'm LaToya. I am the founder and creative director and designer for the brand CocoCentric. CocoCentric is a jewelry and accessories brand and we really focus on bold statement accessories. Jewelry, that's timeless, but definitely eye-catching and my passion and my love is accessories and jewelry and fashion in general. So yeah, that's what we do.
0: And how did you get into the jewelry world?
1: That's a good question. So honestly, I've always loved fashion. So for pretty much my entire life, since I was a child, I was infatuated by dressing up and style. So I feel like it just kind of happened. I feel like accessories chose me. I've always have been a creative. I used to sing and then that sort of transpired into fashion, which I was more interested in the magazines when i was a teenager i used to always always have my head in fashion magazines my mom and my dad were both very well dressed so i grew up around people that really you know love fashion and express themselves in that way so i studied fashion in san francisco after I got my degree, I actually went back to school to study fashion merchandising. I have a degree in political science that was a little boring. <laughs> so I went back to school, studied fashion merchandising, which landed me, and even in college, I worked my way through college working in retail and I got a job as a jewelry merchandiser for a brand called haskell jewels and at haskell i worked for about eight years and my job at haskell was to be a jewelry merchandiser so i went to lots of department stores and at this time i was in my 20s i was at bloomingdale's macy's Saks, and i was a freelance jewelry merchandiser so that pretty much what i would do is go into the stores if there is a product launch and I would launch the jewelry. So I would put it, pretty much use the visuals to create the story, whatever they wanted. And I did that for multiple different brands. And I feel like that's where I got my first experience with just being around jewelry, understanding collections, understanding just the signature of every individual collection. For example, I launched a lot of brands for Kenneth Cole, I launched brands for Bessie Johnson, you know, so I was always around it and it just spoke to me. So I loved accessorizing. I loved looking at the unique pieces and that's sort of how my brand came along later on. But when I started my brand, I just loved a lot of different things, lots of different mediums and I experimented with making my own pieces. That's how I started. And people just gravitated towards it. They were bold, they were colorful, had lots of movement. And my merchandising experience is what catapulted my love for it and really kind of gave me the ideas of what I wanted to do for Cococentric.
0: So then you launched your brand and tell us a little bit about getting started.
1: Yeah. So I launched my brand. I started it as a hobby in 2016 and I launched my brand in 2017 or 2018. And it was really, I didn't know what I was doing. Of course, my best friend has a spa in San Francisco, and that was actually the first place that carried my jewelry. So One day, you know, when folks were like asking me about pieces that I would wear, my good friend who owns the spa, you know, she pretty much said, you're putting a lot of work and a lot of energy. At the time, I was working full time. She said, you're putting a lot of energy into someone else's company. When are you going to show up for Cococentric? So (laughs) I know that's just her personality. Um, She was like, show up for Cococentric the way you show up for these other brands that you work for, these other companies. And that's pretty much when I swallowed the pill and said, you know what? I need to launch Cococentric. And You know, I started off with again, like smaller little pieces and I started, I got my first pop-up. She had her soft opening and that's where I did my first pop-up at her store. And I remember that day because I was, like I said, I was working part-time, kind of working full-time actually, juggling a lot of different things. I wasn't getting paid very much. And I remember that first pop-up, I was in between paychecks. I think I had like $2 in my bank account and, (laughs) and I had my first pop-up and I made $1,100 and I was like in tears. I mean, tears of gratitude and joy because it almost solidified like, this is what I need to be doing because people were so receptive to my jewelry and so just my table was like crowded, you know, it was like, I couldn't believe it. So yeah, that was the best feeling that I had, like, since I started, you know, I mean, it was like, again, it just kind of it made me feel like I'm in the right place and I was doing exactly what I was supposed to do. It was almost like if this isn't a sign, then what is, you know, because I didn't know what people would think. I was like, I don't know if people would like my stuff, but they did. So yeah, I went from a dollar and seventy eight cents to <laughs> you know, over a one K within like six hours. So it was pretty amazing.
0: I mean, I had full body shivers, you telling me that too. I mean, what a powerful moment. And, you know, you still remember that number because that number is so important to you. That's not something to be written off. That is a huge like that's a huge number for our first show. I mean, that's awesome. It really is. And you know, your booth is still always crowded and you are always so warm and such a good saleswoman. And you're always chatting to people and it's like a good time always at your booth. So, I mean, you really carried. Yeah. I mean, your in-person selling is incredible. I mean, so is your social media, but that's a different conversation. So, I mean, What a powerful thing. So then what happened? What happened when you started taking your brand seriously?
1: So after that, it was just like, okay, what's next? What am I gonna do next? So I had a photo shoot within that same year. And this was in April, all of this happened like April, 2018, which I also mark as my anniversary because that was like when I first put my show on the road, you know, so that was in the spring. And then the next show you reached out to me <laughs> and I had a pop-up at girl game craft. And I want to say it was at a car place in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was like classic cars West, classic okay. cars West. That was like my second pop-up.
0: Oh my God. I so, I'm trying to remember how I found you. I don't know. I just find people.
1: <laughs> I have no idea. I think with the photo shoot, I want to say, I just said, you know what, it's time for me to put it all out there. I think just having that pop up, it gave me a lot of energy and a lot of confidence to just keep pushing, keep pushing. And I was pushing out content. I think that looked different from other makers in the Bay Area. The Bay Area is very, you know, there's two visuals. Typically, it's very earthy or it's just like i was doing something completely different and i think that's why i got the attention of a lot of folks i really love nature so there's this element of fun with cococentric this element of sexy i always say that cococentric is a brand that epitomizes that feeling of summer you know that passion and the excitement and the love and the energy of summer. So everything I do, it's like I want to embody, I want to package that and that's what I'm selling to you along with, you know, me as a black woman, there's also this element and this, you know, this sort of sex appeal and style. And I think I don't know how you found me, but I was like so nervous and I think I doubled that amount at that event. That was a really good event for me as well. So You know, I launched the brand and of course I had to figure out how am I going to keep this up (laughs) because it was a lot of work and I was still working a job and I am a mom as well. So it was a lot, but I told myself I'm not going to stop. This is what I want. Again, I had always wanted a fashion brand. In the beginning, I considered clothing and I just felt like there was too many people doing or too many people in that category. Because I did work freelance as a stylist as well. So in my 20s, I used to dress folks. I dressed a lot of bands in Oakland and San Francisco. And I was always really, really good at accessorizing. So that was my niche. And jewelry just happened and it worked. And it's what I love. So, you know, I mean, I sifted through so many different things, like working jobs that I hated, not feeling like, I would always get jobs and it was more about the way I looked and not about how brilliant and how talented I was, you know, and that was always really painful for me. It's like, why can't people, you know, see that I'm really smart (laughs) and that I'm really talented. It was more about, oh my God, you dress so well and you're so stylish. But I feel like that really gave me Really thick skin to take on my own business and also be, you know, when I get to that point where I have employees, I want to be a different type of boss, you know? So,
0: (laughs) yeah. I love hearing you talk about all this because it's so clear that this is your passion. And like you talk about your brand so well. And what a beautiful thing. I mean, so much confidence and you're so true to yourself and that comes across in your brand. So, I mean, that's, yeah, of course. I didn't quite realize that we were such a part of your story. So I love hearing that.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. Like I was like emotional when you said you were moving. (laughs) I was like, no, (laughs) but you know, I mean, change is good and I get it, but it was like, you are such a big part of my story because I felt like Girl Game Craft was like the first brand that recognized what I was doing, you know, and I had just started. So, so much respect to you and your community. Like I love Girl Game Craft community. I love the events. They're so much fun. And I just feel like I can be myself. And even though it was like my second pop up, I felt that way. You know, I felt like it wasn't pretentious. It was fun. And, you know, it really embodies an aspect of my brand that I love. I
0: love it. Thank you. Can we just like market this as a little video and just send this out to people? <laughs> I'm kidding. <Yes>. But- <laughs> No, seriously. So let's actually talk about a little bit about how we played a part in your story. And I know that you had taken like my first branding class ever that I taught in person in Mm -hmm. Oakland and then level up. So can you talk a little bit about maybe those experiences and how, I don't know, how maybe it gave you clarity in your brand or what you learned from it?
1: Yeah, sure. I'm going to record this part because I think it's (laughs) important. So, yes. So after my second pop-up, which was Girl Game Craft at Classic Cars, I stayed in contact. Like, you know, I continued to follow you. I actually was very inspired by everything you were doing. I know you were growing your business at the time as well, but I didn't know because I think I had, like, probably a thousand people following me. And, you know, of course, I was just, like, riding along, like, you know, and... At that point, I was very much in a space of curiosity and in a place of really trying to grow and not knowing which direction to go, not knowing what to focus on. And also as a jewelry maker, in the beginning, I was really focused on making a lot of my pieces and that really takes a lot of time. So a lot of the other things kind of get tossed on the back burner. So the marketing piece. I mean, social media is so much stronger than it was in 2018. But still, you know, it's like you needing to show your face, you needing to have a cohesive brand story and a cohesive visual brand. And what sparked me to, you know, on top of being inspired by what you were doing, looking at your social media, I noticed that you started offering a lot of court classes. And I know I took the one at Port Spaces in person and at that time I was looking for trying to figure out how to elevate my brand and what to do. And that course really helped me build a lot more confidence as well. So, you know, seeking out the Girl Game Craft classes, really was when I was in that place where I was trying to figure out, like how can I level up in my business? What am I supposed to do? Because I was doing everything by myself and it was getting really hard and I was trying to find an easier way to do it. So a lot of the tools that I got from the classes were so helpful. Like. You know, even just planning my content, that was a really big one. And looking for brand partnerships, I remember that was something on my list that I really wanted to do. And- I remember
0: you you told me about your first one with Lululemon, or one of your mm -hmm, first ones, I remember. mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I think I shared that in the online class. But yeah, those were all things that I was looking to learn more about. And in your classes, it really gave me the confidence and courage I remember in the online course I really wasn't doing reels. I was really intimidated by video on social media. And you know the way you made it feel like okay, anyone can do it. It's like don't put so much like emphasis or energy in it, just do it. So those were things that I took away from the classes and Definitely, like learning from other people was a big one too, because you come in this group with this group of folks, and everyone's at different levels, you know, so you're learning from other people, you're meeting other makers. It's just that type of space that I want to be around forever. (laughs) You know, it's like, this is where I need to be. And I got that in all of the classes that I've been a part of with Girl Game Craft. So I'm really grateful.
0: Well, I'm so grateful for you and thank you so much for all those kind words. I mean, it's always a pleasure to have you in our community and I don't think you'll be stuck with us for a bit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm all right with that. I'm like, yay!
0: (laughs) We'll just pause for a quick moment to hear from our sponsor, 21 Seeds. Here at Grogan Craft, we're all about lifting each other up and shouting out the brands we love. That's why I want to tell you about the amazing female-founded 21 Seeds Tequila. 21 Seeds Tequila was created after founder Kat Hontas was looking to make the switch from beer and wine to tequila to help her night sweats. It worked, but she couldn't really get into the taste of tequila like her nightly glass of rosé. So she started infusing the Blanco with fresh fruit in her Brita pitcher, and it really smoothed the tequila out with just a hint of flavor. She started gifting bottles to her friends and they really loved it. So she knew she had to think bigger. So she got her sister, Nicole, and their best friend, Sarika, involved and found a distillery owned and predominantly staffed by women. A perfect fit. They worked for years on different infusions to get each recipe just right. Came up with a name. Two sisters, one friend, and 21 Seeds was born. I like to drink mine with just a splash of soda and some mango pineapple juice, just a splash. I never knew tequila could be so light and delicious, and I never wake up with a hangover or a headache after having a few cocktails. Really, you have to try it. Head to buy.21seeds.com and use code GIRLPOWER at checkout for $10 off your entire order. I recommend the party pack and for you to try the trio of infusions. Let me know what you think. Okay so what does your business look like right now and you do have other jobs so can you tell us a little bit about you know balancing both and what your business looks like today
1: So right now I mean gratefully during the pandemic again I was laid off during the pandemic that was really scary because most of my money was coming or most of my financially was being supported by my day job and CocoCentric was still sort of like a secondary thing and it wasn't generating enough income to live. So now I'm at the place in my business. And during the pandemic, that was another opportunity and another sign to push me further. I had spoke to one of my mentors when I got laid off and I said, I don't know what I'm gonna do, you know, all I have is Coco Centric and I just got laid off, you know. And I mean, everyone has the story of if they did get laid off during the pandemic, it was like a good six to eight weeks where you didn't have anything, right? Because you were waiting for that unemployment to kick in and it's like, uh, oh, where is it, you know?
0: And then you sh- couldn't get a hold of them. And then you kept on trying to call them every
1: day. Exactly. <laughs> three times a day there. in the morning, oh three times in the midday. Yep. You know, it's crazy. And she told me, she said, you know what? You have been saying that you want it Centric to be your prime. You know, the only thing that you want it to do is be an entrepreneur. And this is your chance. So whatever you got to do, you need to focus on making sure your brand is cohesive, making sure you know your voice is cohesive, really just taking ownership of your brand. And I did that and how I started off because I couldn't figure out what I wanted to say. I started off during the pandemic highlighting other small businesses that I admire. And I started celebrating those small businesses before it was even a trend, right? So I was like, okay, I have all this time on my hands. I'm affiliated with all these other brands that I love, let me start celebrating them. And in return, that abundance came back to me. So, you know, that's the way I look at it. And now I'm in a place where my business is able to sustain my life. The job that I'm, me as a contractor with the school district, was really a gift. My husband works for the school district. And he said, if there's a opportunity available, if you're interested, and he was like, do you know anyone? I was like, I might be able to do it. It's only from this time to this time. And I'm like, it's extra money. My son is going to college in the fall. So we need all the money we can get right now. So I took it reluctantly because CocoCentric was doing really well. And so now I'm definitely making more money with CocoCentric than a job, which, you know, before that, that was never the case. So, you know, I'm so grateful for all that's going on with CocoCentric. I just got a really amazing partnership with RocksBox, where my jewelry is in the subscription box. So that was a really big partnership.
0: Yeah, I'd um, love to hear more about that. And you going to Fashion Week. And then I yeah. want to talk more about what you did, what you think were the reasons that your sales increased during this time. But yeah, during let's talk time. about yeah, let's talk about New York Fashion Week and your partnership. Yeah.
1: So I mean that was so, okay, so <laughs> I've been doing a lot of speaking things into existence. Ever since that first pop-up when I had about a fifty in my bank account, I was like, I'm gonna do this. And the Roxbox thing happened. So one of my friends from a former job, we're still friends. She knew some folks that work for Roxbox. Roxbox is based in San Francisco. And she had told them about me, you know, maybe a year or two ago.
0: And what is Um, Roxbox? Do you want to just explain to our listeners? mm -hmm,
1: Yeah, so Roxbox is a brand that focuses on jewelry subscription. So they have members. So you have a membership, you pay a monthly membership amount. I want to say their membership is about $20 a month. And every month you get to choose whatever jewelry you like. And they have over 40,000 members and they're a nationally known company. They just got recently acquired by Signet, which is they own Zales and Jared and some of the other really big jewelry brands. So they are based in San Francisco, that's where they're headquartered. And they have been very successful with jewelry subscription. And they have a gamut, I mean, so many designers from really big name designers like Kendra Scott and they work with smaller brands like myself and other smaller brands. Um, they bring in. And I know that keeps timing out. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Roxbox, their business sort during the pandemic, because I'm pretty sure a lot of women were home on Zoom and they want it to look fabulous. <laughs> and From what I hear, they have been ever since my friend shared my brand with them and they have been checking me out, seeing what I was doing, just kind of following the brand, which goes back to making sure that your brand is consistent, making sure that your story is tight because you never know who's looking at your brand.
0: Um, yes.
1: yes. Snap <laughs> snaps to that, yes, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the same thing happened last summer. Last summer, InStyle, the fashion editor of InStyle magazine, emailed me and I'm like, hey, how did you find me? they found me on Instagram. So (laughs) you really have to make sure that your brand is consistent and that you're using your voice, you know, in your brand and, you know, just being yourself because that always comes through. So back to Rocksbox. So how that whole thing kind of transpired is I had a meeting with one of the merchandisers for Rocksbox and they expressed to me that they love my pieces. They were looking to bring in a different sort of diverse looking jewelry. You know, they primarily they do tinier, smaller things and they wanted to bring in things that had more texture and were a little bit bigger and had more of a natural aesthetic. And that was what attracted them to Coco Centric. And they asked me if I can deliver a collection to them in October. And I've been practicing saying yes to the universe. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yes, I can do it. I always have my yes button. <laughs> I love that. That's so great. <laughs> I said yes, even though I was terrified and I did not know how I was going to deliver them 11 piece collection, they wanted 600 pieces. A lot, know, of a lot That's of pieces, It's huge. Yeah, it was. And I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna do it. I don't even know if I can afford it. But I said, yes. And so that process just unfolded. And during that call with Carolyn, who's amazing, she's a merchandiser from Roxbox, she said, also a part of this partnership is we are launching an aspect of Roxbox in New York. We're gonna show it at Fashion Week. And there may be an opportunity for us, for you to be there because we want you to be a featured designer. Is that something you're interested in? I was like, yeah. Again, yes, please. yes, button. <laughs> yes, please. So at that time, that was, I want to say that was in June or July, and it just felt so far away. So I wasn't thinking about it. I was like, okay, so, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, let's get to work on this collection because they wanted me to present them approximately 30 pieces, and from that, they would select the pieces that they thought would be a good fit for Roth's box. So I, you know, sent them the collection or the pieces and they selected the 10 pieces that they wanted. And they actually asked me what would be feasible for me as a smaller brand. And I agreed to a 10 piece collection, 10, 11 piece collection and 50 pieces of each. So that's what we went with and all of a sudden in September, right when. School started (laughs) when I started this new job. I get the email saying, Oh, okay, we're ready to book your trip for Fashion Week. And I'm like, Oh, wow, okay. (laughs) I had just started working again, and I was like, Okay, well, now I'm going to have to request off already. And they, you know, just gave me the rundown. It's, you know, we're having a big event in New York for Fashion Week we want to show your pieces to preview your pieces for the audience. And they said, you don't have to worry about anything. Just tell us when you want to leave. Or, you know, so everything was paid for. I got flew out. (laughs) And it was amazing. It was an amazing event. There was me and one other designer. Her name is AJ. She's amazing. So inspiring. And Just the two of us and her pieces are very different from mine and there's some other designers on display as well as Roxbox as well. So it was an incredible event, lots of press. It was an outdoor event in Soho and it was so much fun. It was so different. I was so out of my element, obviously, (laughs) because I'm so regular, (laughs) but it was fun. It was really a lot of fun.
0: What a magical little fairy tale. <laughs> right? Seriously, what a dream. That's, I mean, that's a testament to your energy, to your work, to your artistry, to your creativity. So, I mean, congratulations. That's huge.
1: Thank you. <laughs> and then, so, what sort of press
0: came after that, or mm-hmm. to be determined still?
1: To be determined still, I did meet a lot of folks from different publications, such lots of digital publications, Essence Magazine, there's some other fashion brands, smaller fashion brands that I wasn't really familiar with that were there. And, you know, just a lot of folks asking about my jewelry. My Roxbox collection did launch. It launched the second week of October. Actually it launched the third week of October. So just about a couple of weeks ago. So that is live and the collection seems to be doing well. It's still very new, so we'll see. It's different for Roxbox, so, but it was just a lot of, you know, folks. I got lots of new followers and lots of people interested in what I was doing, which is, you know, that's what you want.
0: Okay, so this is amazing, (laughs) but also, what else do you think has helped your success during this, you know, last year and a half time period?
1: You know, honestly, I think it's, again, it's being authentic. It's me continuing to push forward with what my vision is for CocoCentric. centric. But I think number one, it's just the energy that I'm putting into it. You know, when I was in that position of not having anything else but cococentric, centric, I really poured a lot of my love and a lot of my passion into it. And also just not stopping, you know, a lot of people, they want a business and they start a business. And when it doesn't like blow up right away, They kind of like fall back, you know, and maybe say, well, this isn't going to work. And it doesn't work like that. You know, you have to really continue. You know, there are times when I get zero online sales, you know, because I am on an e-commerce business and you can't give up, you can't stop. So one of the key ingredients is continuing to show up, you know, not stopping when things are slow and just trying to continue to reinvent yourself exploring new things again which is one of the reasons that i had joined your classes your marketing classes it's like trying to figure out how i can do things a little bit different because things are changing and moving so rapidly you know and we always have to be on top of like what's next or trying out different things and i think the success in cocoa centric has been me continuing to reinvent myself, me continuing to believe in myself, continuing to put myself out there, even though, and saying yes, even though I didn't know how I was going to do it, you know, or what the outcome would be, or if people would love it or not, but it's just continuing to just push forward. I heard something recently that resonated with me. There's this woman, she's a motivational speaker on Instagram. Her name is Jam Gamble. And she talked about how, again, you know, how people, they'll start to do something. And when it doesn't catch fire or catch right away, they give up. But you think about, you know, for folks that have children or have ever worked with children, you think about how children, they love a book. They never say, Oh, can you read this book to me once? They want to hear that story over and over and over again, like forever. And you have to approach life like that. You don't just do it once, you know, you keep at it. So. You know, you're like, to us, we're like, why does this kid want to read this story again? Like (laughs) they've read this story like five times already, but they always want to read that same book over and over and over again. And you have to apply that same principle to your business. You can't give up. You got to keep trying, keep doing other things. And yeah, you know, it makes me emotional just thinking about it.
0: And that's all such great advice. I mean, seriously. (laughs) So what's next for Coco Centric?
1: So my God, I mean, I want to do it all. Well, more, my goal is to get in more magazines. That's sort of where I see myself and where I want to be. So what's next is I have a photo shoot coming up and I'm hoping with that photo shoot, I can, you know, push and get into more publications. I am not making all I finally have partnerships with manufacturers now so I can take away a lot more time that I was using on making pieces what's next is just to continue to grow and continue to just create this brand that I want everyone to know about and there's no particular thing in the works right now but who knows you know stay tuned
0: That's so exciting. And I'm so excited to watch you grow. I'm just so happy to be a part of your story and, you know, in community with you.
1: Thank you. I'm so so grateful. (laughs)
0: Grateful for you too. I mean, (sighs) <sighs> this has been so great. Can you <laughs> tell everyone where they can find you?
1: Yeah, so you can find CocoCentric online. My website is www.cococentric.com, and it's spelled C-O-C-O-A Centric.com. I'm also on Instagram at CocoCentric. I'm on Twitter at CocoCentric. I'm on Facebook at CocoCentric. And I'm also on Pinterest at CocoCentric. You can always find me at different markets. I'm going to be at West Coast Craft coming up in the end of this month. So, their holiday market, I will be there.
0: I think we'll be posting this after that. So, maybe Perfect. the spring market by the time that this is live.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Hopefully I'll be at the spring market. (laughs) I'm getting to that place where pop-ups are so hard. So it's so much work, but it's very essential because it really helps to grow your mailing list and grow your following. So, you know, they're important. They're really, really an essential part of building a brand as well, getting out there.
0: And you have a discount code for listeners, right?
1: Yes, I do. I have a discount code for Girl Game Craft followers and fans only. It is a CCXGGC, GGC, so Cocoa Centric and Girl Game Craft 15. And that'll take 15% off of your purchase online. So definitely use it. We're going to have it go through the spring just so we'll make sure that everyone can take advantage of it. So I'll make sure that it stays up for a while. You tell me.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Latoya. This was such a treat talking to you.
1: Thank you, Phoebe. I'm so excited. I was so nervous, but like you said, it was not that bad.
0: (laughs) Not that bad. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to the Girl Gang Craft podcast. Head to girlgangcraft.com slash podcast for show notes and more. See you next time.